I'm John Burns, and welcome to New Heights 360. I'm very excited today to have my special guest, Chris Lay, to find out what his why is and what the hell is this ICAG stuff that we keep hearing about in St. Louis. It's uh, been a great year this year. Chris and I have become very good friends, and Quickly. we have many, many things in common, uh, one of which is we both have a giver's heart. Yes. And so with that, I'm going to turn it over to Chris and I'd, find out what his why is. Thanks, John. Well, first, I, I want to thank you for giving me the chance to get this audition tape set up. Uh, and uh, maybe I can turn this into my 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 dream come true. Uh, so, the floor is yours, man. Yeah, thanks, man. Hey, everybody. Thanks for coming today to the Cardinals. Get can I? Yeah, I'm a, uh, I'm a Cardinals yeah. announcer. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. We're all about nah, personal we're growth off. here. <laughs> we're just goofing off. John, thank you, man. I, I'm I'm really excited to be here uh, in the uh, New Heights studio. Sweet, turned out nice. Thanks, man. Yeah. So, uh, what's my why? What's your why? Oh, that's uh, you know, that's I I, I want to know what has gotten you to this point <laughs> because a lot of times we go to school. And we're told what route we're going to take. Right. Like I was told, you go to college, right? You get a degree, right? You go work for a corporation, mm -hmm. you retire, and then you die. Sounds about right. That's the the, the game plan that people are told. And anybody in my <laughs> time frame of growing up that thought outside of that was kind of looked down upon. Sure. I mean, uh, the adventurous type of entrepreneur was never somebody that was celebrated. No. You know. So, I mean, I guess to, to kind of give you a little bit of, of where we're at and, and why we're doing what we do, I have always had a real soft spot for the small business owner, uh, and I want to try and help them in any way that I can to grow and to improve not only their business, but the relationships that they have, the way that they interact with the public. I want to give them an opportunity to, to really build great referral partners and those types of things. So my why is to, to wake up every day, try to be a very outstanding giver to the people around me. Uh, because when I, when I live that, that mentality of giving and helping people to grow, I feel like I'm fulfilling not only my, myself, because I think that's important, you do need to be fulfilled in what you do, but I'm also fulfilling my, my goal of just helping people to grow. Now it wasn't always like this for you. No. So what 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 did you do in your previous life? So I was a financial advisor for quite some time, and it 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 was never really quite what I wanted to be. I always wanted to be somebody who was helping people um, in in a different way. It wasn't the greatest career for me because it was very much a culture of taking. Uh, when you talk about the 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 other financial advisors, the way people grow. They were very money-oriented uh, as the only thing that mattered. And uh, it never really quite sat right with me. I loved helping people achieve their goals. I loved helping people grow their their wealth. But it was never soul-satisfying. Um, kind of like an empty vessel. Yeah. I mean, it, the income was good. Uh, it was fun uh, to a certain extent. But it was never satisfying. Right. And... Fast forward, my wife Deanna and I had always wanted to work together. So we actually had a dream of uh, having a after-school tutoring company, and we moved out to Colorado to make that happen in 2010. Uh, when I got out to Colorado, and it's kind of a long story, but I was going back and forth because my son was a senior in high school, and we didn't want to yank him out of school. Right. But the opportunity was there. So my wife and my daughter Alyssa moved out to Colorado, and I was back in St. Louis for almost a year just going back and forth. By the time I got out to Colorado, Deanna didn't really need me in the business. Uh, it, it was up and running. So I took a job in radio sales. In Colorado? Uh, in or Colorado. Back in, uh, back in Colorado. And, uh, and this is when I moved to Colorado full time. I took a job in radio sales. And it was, uh, it was interesting, to say the least. Uh, again, a lot of wonderful people I met. Uh, neat career, but it, it, wasn't, uh, it wasn't even a career. Neat job. Um, but I was not satisfied there either. I just, uh, you know, selling air wasn't really exciting to me. We did have an opportunity to, uh, to finally work together, Deanna and I did, when we joined a company that produced newsletters for private neighborhoods. And we started producing a newsletter for a private neighborhood out in Colorado. Um, 
we felt the need to move back to St. Louis, and we were able to do that in 2014, and we started another one of those types of publications here in a, in a neighborhood in St. Louis, and we were selling advertising, but also providing personal stories for all the residents of the neighborhood. It was really neat. We had a lot of fun doing it. It was a, it was a great time. Uh, but again, it wasn't exactly completely satisfying. We fast forward to 2018, and we had quite a few different clients with the publication. And Deanna had the idea that she wanted to create something online on Facebook, a group where she could introduce our business partners to our residents, but also introduce some of the people that we knew through networking to our residents and the business partners and build a community around that. And that's how ICAG, I Know a Guy Slash Gal St. Louis, came to be. Now, who came up with the name? Because the name is, like, it's so that unique. Was all Deanna. That was Deanna? Yes. Because when I, the first time I heard it, it, it was one of those things that you can't quite wrap your brain around. Yeah. Because it's like ICAG, you know? Well, we, uh, Kay Sonderegger, a friend of ours, came up with the acronym ICAG because she got tired of typing out, I know a guy slash gal. Oh, (laughs) so that's 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 how ICAG came about. Ah. So ICAG started as a community to bring all those people together. And, you know, Deanna has an education background. And one of the things that she knows in education is that people do crave structure. They don't want a massive amount of rules, but they need structure in how they go about their daily lives. So she designed ICAG with some things in mind, some different structures, different themed days where people could post. Uh, But one of the big things that she didn't want, and we talked about this and I totally agreed, was we didn't want it to be just like every other typical Facebook group out there where anybody could come along and self-promote and it was a bunch of... uh, Free-for-all. Yeah, it was a free-for-all people with, uh, you know, hey, I'm the greatest this, uh, I'm the greatest that. and there's no engagement in those. I right. Mean, if you ever right. go to a group like that where there's a ton of people, and there's a lot of groups that have even more than we have, but it's all just self-promotion, and nobody really pays attention to it. You know, white noise. White noise, exactly. So as we developed I Know a Guy Slash Gal, the Facebook group, which is it grew uh, about 1,000 members a month because our referral partners, are, are the people that we knew through networking, started adding their people to it. And, uh, you know, more and more people came into it. So in the first five months, it grew over 5,000 people just like that. Which is phenomenal for... Pretty fast growth. For a page. But not only was the growth pretty, uh, you know, on on a uh, definite upward spike, uh, the engagement was high as well. So it wasn't just people coming and joining a group and not engaging with the group, which happens far too often. I mean, I'm probably a member of 25 groups that I haven't even looked at. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I've quit accepting uh, yeah. invites because I'm literally getting five to ten. Yeah. Like my page, join my group. Right. Every and, day. And, and Every day. For most people, if it's not adding value to your life. Yeah, it's just another. I mean, I don't mind going and liking, you know, like, for instance, I'd go and like uh, New Heights. I'd go and like that. Um because I want to support you and I want to learn what's going on. And every time you would post, I would be able to, hopefully, if the algorithm is right for Facebook, I'd be able to see it. Um, but all these different groups, I'm like, man, why would I join yet another group that's just self-promotion? Right. Yeah. Right. So we designed certain themed days where people can comment underneath those posts, like Promo Monday. It's a big one for us, where we allow people to come out and do a promotional comment under that post uh, and the, the only deal is they have to give some sort of a discount to the members of the group or some sort of a special to the members of the group. So you can go in on Mondays and you can promote your business underneath that post, not onto the wall, but underneath that post. And you can say, hey, yeah, 10% off or, you know, get this free or a free consultation. As long as you're giving something to the group, you can promote yourself on Promo Monday. And, and let me tell you, Deanna is on it. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, she she must have, like, special alarms on her Facebook page <laughs> because there has been people that try to sneak stuff in there. Oh, sure. And she gets rid of it, like... Well, we both do. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah you um, as well. But I've, I've probably and, had more dealings with Deanna on yeah. Facebook than... So her. Uh, what we do is uh, odd number days, even number days, we both take that assignment because gotcha. okay. otherwise it would be a full-time job monitoring the group. Sure. When you have that many people that are all business owners, you want to make sure that everybody is getting it uh, right and following the the structure of the group. Well, a lot of that structure 
allowed us to continue to build relationships, help people to grow. And again, fast forward, we started that in February of 2018. In in October of 2018, we started the in-person weekly networking groups called ICAG Connect. And which which was the first meeting for that? Uh, The very first meeting happened on October 2nd, the day my granddaughter was born. Uh, We had an informational meeting. We had about 100 people in the room where we just shared what the vision was for ICAG Connect. And the first weekly meeting started the week following that. Awesome. And and we had been in networking groups before. And, you know, what we saw was there were some wonderful things in a lot of networking groups. There were also some things that were lacking in some. And we, we looked at it as how can we start a networking group where people would want to attend, uh, would feel value in attending, and grow from there. And we started that with the idea of a hashtag that you've seen a million times, uh, Together is Amazing. And, and the concept of Together is Amazing is if we're all pulling in the same direction, we can accomplish amazing things when we're together. Um, so more of a collaborative yes. than a competitive, which 100%. you and I have both been in networking for 30-plus years. Yes. And usually when I've been to networking, it is – a competitive throat cutting. Right. I mean, as, whatever uh, you can do to trump the guy that may be in a similar industry as you, if you can get one on him right. via whatever means necessary, that makes all the difference. Right, and we're, we were taught that. I mean, we're taught that in the networking world that it's it's either about exclusivity, which there's nothing wrong with being in a group that has exclusivity. Oh, no, and there's some that are very successful at it. Yeah, and, and they do it really well. Right. Um, but that's, I mean, that's definitely their method uh, of how they grow their groups, and that's fine. That's, they're in their lane, and they do a great job in their lane. Um, we wanted to make sure that it was an open category type of situation, but explaining to the members, hey, the culture of collaboration over competition is what we are all about at Connect. So don't come into the room, and I'll just use myself as an example. Sure. Don't come in the room and go, I'm the greatest networking organization, and that guy's organization is not nearly as good as ours. Um, because, quite frankly, that doesn't work, number one. It really makes you look like an ass because you're, you're calling out your competition and belittling them. But the fact of the matter is, uh, when you collaborate, you can see people of the exact same industry in the exact same room, and they're at different levels in their business, they're they're at different experience, they may have a different niche in the exact same industry. And I've seen it time and time again at Connect where these individuals in the same industry are referring to each other because they celebrate collaboration over competition. Which is what I've noticed as being the most unique thing about ICAG I, I it's one of the the things that I'm you know again I'm, I'm in fact so it's, happy to see it, it's so unique in my opinion there's nothing like it out there I, I haven't seen it in any other groups myself personally um, and that's one of the reasons why we knew it had to be part of the culture that connect has in as well and we really base our you know together is amazing as the philosophy the culture is based upon the three pillars uh, you've heard them before, and you said the first one, collaboration over competition. Uh, the second pillar is referrals through relationships. You know, we don't have strict attendance policies at Connect meetings, but we typically have a very high attendance amongst members and guests. Um, and the idea is that we want people to want to want to be in the room. And in doing so, they're able to build relationships because they see each other time and time and time again. And there's a connectivity because they are like-minded individuals if they're celebrating the culture, right? Correct. So uh, referrals through relationships means, number one, show up. Got to be in the room to start to build those relationships. But two, uh, Deanna says it. uh, I, I embrace it. Your referral is your reputation. And you don't want to give those to just anybody. You want to have a relationship with somebody so you can trust that when I give John a referral, I know that John is going to take very good care of the person I've referred to them. And and I'm not going to have to worry about them coming back to me and going, hey, that John guy, I don't want to ever talk to him again. (laughs) And and please don't ever introduce me to people like him again. Because I have a relationship with you, I know I have that confidence and that trust that I can give referrals to you and feel very good about it. 
But we took a lot of time to build that. Exactly. It takes a relationship. It takes time to being together and, and getting to know each other. And do you want to be a referral partner with somebody? You know, in, in our world and Connect, you have the choice of being able to say, okay, I get along with that person really well. I value that person in my life. I have a relationship with them. Referrals are easy for me to give to them. Um, there may be people of the same industry that you don't connect with, and that's okay. Well, I mean, and I think we talked about this at the last ICAG meeting, too. A lot of it, it you know, has to do with consistency of actions. Yes. You know, and, and one thing is you and I are very much on par with we go by what people do yeah. and As less about what, what they, they say. say yeah. You know, and the thing is you and I may not be heavily in conversation with everyone, but we're always watching people. Yeah, I, being observant of people's behavior tells you a lot about how they act with, with others and how they interact in the group itself. Are they showing up? Are, I mean, do they show up once a month, uh, you know, or, or are they there pretty consistently? Um, are they giving to the group? Because our third pillar, give first, give often, right. you know, are they giving to the group? Are they contributing to the, the times when we have different themes, like our collaboration? Are they uh, working with others? Are they building people up? You know, how do they act, not when they're talking just to me, that's important to see. It's important to observe. What's been the biggest mistake that <laughs> you've noticed when, when people come into networking? Oh, I thought you were going to talk about my biggest mistake. Well, we could, oh, we, that was, we, uh, we could do a second show. We, we, yeah, we, uh, we, we could do a second <laughs> show on that. But no, I, uh, I, I just like to get your insights because you, you've really watched ICAG develop and sure. grow. And, it's it's actually growing at a, a steady, good growth pattern. I mean, it's yes. it's it's unbelievable how it just continues to grow, as more groups are are forming. Right. We do things. I mean, a little bit differently when it comes to even the growth of the group. And again, it's part of the culture that we have in place. So, let me address that and then answer your question. Sure. Can I do that. Sure. Um, we never run any kind of contests at Connect for people bringing in visitors. We, we, we don't try to compensate members for creating new members. Um, because when I've seen that, and this is my personal feeling, I'm not, not casting this upon anybody. When I see it, it feels self-serving to me uh, as the person who runs the organization to run a contest and have you, my members, go out and try to find people and plug them in kind of cheapens the product i think so yeah because it's with us it is never about the total number of people in the room it's about the quality of the people in the room because i'm sure you've had several people oh, come yeah. up and tell you how you could do this so much better oh yeah absolutely how did we solve that hey if you've got a check for half a million dollars you can tell me exactly how to run this organization <laughs> that's right because yeah, <laughs> no, often a lot of a lot of times people will come to you yeah. and say well chris if uh if you did this this and that yep. think of what we could do and but they don't have any money to yeah, put you want to buy it for half a million from me right now you yeah. can tell me how to run it tomorrow yeah <laughs> <laughs> i mean that, that sounds uh, you know maybe a little you know, yeah, crass, you know, as a response, but that's the fact of the matter. I, I mean, I'm, I'm always open to input. Um, I'm very rarely open to people telling me that uh, they can do something better when they've not done it themselves. Well, Does I that make sense? Yeah. And I think a lot of it too, is you and Deanna are very planted in the core foundation of ICAG, which, yes. which goes beyond just how big you can make ICAG. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a culture that really has come out of an organic form. I would agree to that. And that's kind of what's driving it even currently because you guys have kept such a basis of an organic growth, not just right. promoting and just, like you said, contest and radio ads. and Right. We don't do any of that. Right. Um, the reason we don't do it is because I would much rather you, let, you know, a scenario would be John would go to your friend and say, hey, I'm a member of a group. I'd love for you to come check it out and just see how it feels for you. You know, and your friend is going to come to a Connect meeting and they're going to see what the culture is all about. They're going to see what goes on and they're either going to like it and say, I want to be a part of this 
or they're going to say, I don't like it, and I don't want to be a part of it, and both are okay with us. Uh, it's never been about trying to just jam people in there and make them fit to what we're doing. I would much rather people come experience it and decide for themselves, is this a good fit for me? Am I a good fit for the group? I think when you advertise or you run contests or you do those kinds of things, what you're basically saying is, I just want people in the room, and I'm not really concerned about the experience for them in the long run. Does that make sense? Yeah, and to that point, do you think, uh, because I've kind of seen this with other networking organizations, they've kind of come and went like a flash in a pan almost because that was their sole focus Well, was, was numbers. Yeah. And, and, and grow. Or they're trying to do the exact same thing that somebody's already doing, and they're already doing it really well. And I'll give an example. So B&I is an amazing organization. Absolutely. I have a tremendous amount of respect for everything that they do. They, what they do, they do incredibly well. Correct. And it baffles me that every time I see a company that wants to start up, and it's just they, they have everything, they try to be exactly like B&I. Um, and then they go, and then they go away. Why? Because <laughs> BNI is already doing it very well. They're a great organization. I mean, they're run by quality people. The leadership is always good. The training is phenomenal. Uh, they have a lane that they have built. And in my mind, I see this. Uh, I see BNI in this lane on the highway, and every BNI car is bumper to bumper traveling at 100 miles per hour. There's no way you can squeeze your car in there. Right? Why try? Uh, but yet other organizations try to emulate BNI, and they can't. They can't do it as well as they do it. So that that's one of the reasons why I think some of those groups go away, is that they try to be exactly what's already serving the market instead of being themselves. Sure. Finding their own lane. And, you know, we noticed a gap when we were looking at Connect. We noticed a gap between the people who uh, could get into the BNI lane and the people who were maybe over in the, the other lane. We, we noticed a gap right in the middle, and we decided that's the lane that we want to be in. That's the lane we want to play in. Are we right for everybody? No. Um, and we don't try to be. I think that's another reason why you see a lot of networking groups come and go is they try to be right for everybody, but they don't stand for anything. Does that make sense? Right. And I, th I think that's the one thing that really stood out for me when I first started t attending ICAG meetings myself yeah. was the, the foundation and the core principles were unlike anything I had encountered in business. I mean, first off, Thank collaboration you. between competitors is unheard of. <laughs> Oftentimes, yeah, you're right. It's, it's unheard of. Yeah. And, and the fact of the matter that... You don't have any set amount of one field or another that can come to your group. Right. That was another thing that was really weird to me. <laughs> I'm like, there's like four insurance people here, and it's obvious they're all friends because they're over there talking. Right. They get along. And that was really hard to wrap my brain around at first. <laughs> but as I got to know you and got to know the culture, right. you and Deanna's vision goes beyond business. Absolutely. I mean, you know, for us, we want to be able to provide a great platform for everybody who feels like that culture resonates with them. Uh, we're not right for everybody, and that's fine. We do know that this, uh, you know, John Cougar Mellencamp, you know how I feel oh, about Johnny I love Mellencamp. John. Yeah. He's got a great song. It's a, and the lyric is you got to stand for something or you're going to fall for anything, right? Correct. So we knew we had to have structure we had to have rules that were in place but we also had to have a culture that just speaks about who we are and what we are and if people don't embrace that culture if they don't adhere to that culture if they don't embody that culture they don't belong in a connect group well it's very much like a family because i can tell you that in, and i always remind new people when i encounter them yeah be careful what you say and be careful what you do because a lot of these people are interconnected. Sure. So even though you might not see the member of another group, does not mean that they're not connected to this person over here. Right. So you must conduct yourself in a certain way. Sure. Because it is all fairly interwoven. Yeah, I mean, no matter where you go, I mean, St. Louis itself is a big, small town. Sure. You know, if this were the Kevin Bacon game, uh, we're all six degrees from somebody here in this town, I guarantee it. Yes. Um, 
with that being said, I mean, when I meet with people who've been in networking and, and I, I'm, or I'm sitting down with somebody on a one-to-one um, and they ask me all the time, hey, what do you think of this networking group? I say, guys, they do their own thing. I mean, I, I, I don't talk poorly about other networking groups. I encourage people not to talk poorly about other networking groups. If it wasn't a fit for you, that's okay, but you don't need to say, say it's, it's bad because it didn't fit you. Does that's that, right. You know, Absolutely. And it's the same thing when you're talking with other people. Hey, uh, you know, yeah, that John Burns guy. Well, you never know who John Burns knows, and you don't want to talk poorly about them. If you have a bad experience with someone, go to that person. Which you're, uh, I know firsthand. Yes. You're very adamant right. about handling those situations directly and not passing it to your leadership. Right. My, my leaders... Um, especially my team leaders, I, I trust explicitly to handle the majority of what goes on in a meeting because I can't be everywhere. And oh, nor, absolutely. Nor do I want to. Um, but I had a situation where a team leader came to me. Uh, it was actually a welcome team leader came to me and said, hey, I've got a problem. One of the members is upset with this other member. And I, I said, hey, we're going to pause real quick. Did you ask this question? Of that person. Hey, I know you have a problem with Joe Blow. Did you go to Joe and tell them you have a problem? And my, my welcome team leader is like, well, no, I didn't ask them that. I'm like, okay, well, that's probably what you need to go back to them and say, if you've got a problem with Joe, you need to talk to Joe. It's not really for you to come to me and try to have me fix your problem. Triangulate. Right. The relationship or the situation. Exactly. Now, if it's a situation where um, Joe is breaking some of the rules of the group or is going against the culture of the group, uh, my leaders, myself, we will get involved. I was one of those people. I raffled off a book. <laughs> <laughs> I raffled off a book. But it wasn't because I was trying to collect business cards. It was truly because I just wanted to give the book out. Right. In fact, I think that stack of cards is still sitting in the car door yeah. of my car. And but when you came to me, yeah. I got it. And it wasn't it wasn't a thing where I was like, oh, you know, I'm my feelings are all hurt and these people right. don't understand. It was like, I get it. This is part of the culture. Right. And then when I started thinking about it, I was like, what would it look like if we had twenty buckets going around the room? Right. Because half the meeting was a raffle giveaway, yeah, which completely defeats why ICAG was formed to begin with. Well, and you know, I've been in other groups and other organizations. Uh, I've been at big meetings, uh, and and a lot of those things are just allowed. Um, and it's not that they're bad. And what you did, there was never any. I never felt like, oh, John is intending to do something wrong. And I, we talked about that. I was oh, like, absolutely. I know your intention, John. I get what you're doing. Um, we don't do that here, and, and this is why. But I came to you directly because I don't want you or anybody else to feel like I'm going to go talk about them to somebody else. Right, okay? which, which I respect it. I mean, right. I, I respect when a leadership just comes and handles the bull by the horns. It's, it? a, it's a conversation. Yeah. It's not a chastising. It's like, oh, John, you're a bad boy. You know, I would never do that to somebody. I try, never try to make them feel like that. Um, but along those same lines, when you just allow anything to happen in a meeting, and trust me, I was at another group where, I mean, people were setting up shops and putting out displays of their stuff. And, and it's like, is this a networking meeting or, or is this a pop-up store? <laughs> it's like a wild, wild west yeah. flea market. <laughs> it's a pop-up flea market? What do we got going flea on here? Flea market yeah. slash networking. And it's, it's not that the people, I mean, the person that was doing that or the persons, there were quite a few of them, that were doing that. They're not bad people, but there were no rules. Sure. Um, and the funny thing is somebody was offended that this person had put up their pop-up store, right? Oh my gosh. But I, I was like, well, there's no rules. Why would you be offended? You know? Yeah. And the, if there's a problem, go talk to them. But of course they wouldn't talk to them. <laughs> so can you talk about what, what are the future visions and goals for ICAG? I know we're, we're, we're growing in a, exponential rate here in St. Louis. Yeah. But in all truthfulness, this has a very national nature to it. I, I believe there's merit in looking at it as something that can go beyond the borders of St. Louis and can continue to grow. Sure. Um, 
with that being said, I want the culture of Connect to be the reason why other people say, hey, I want to be a part of this organization. So we do have plans, not from what I would consider an advertising standpoint, just to try to get meetings everywhere. We want to work through referrals again with people that we know of people in other cities. So you're, you're, you're taking that organic principle. Yes. Which is a slow growth, which right. anybody that understands organic understands it, that it's not going to happen overnight. Right. And that's, that's the principle that you're carrying forward with yep. future growth of ICAG? So I've gone to some people that I, that I know and trust, and I say, hey, who do you know that's in this market? Uh, who would be attracted to what we're doing at ICAG, I'd like to talk to them. Because I'd like to talk to them and see if they're interested in starting an ICAG Connect group in their city and then helping to grow there. The reason I want to do this, John, is because I do believe that this culture is very special. Um, the, the feedback I get from people is, hey, this is, is, like you just said, it's something I've never seen before. It's something I've never really experienced before. I really enjoy this. And it goes back to people that are just embodying the culture, you know, collaboration over competition, referrals through relationships, give first, give often, helping other people to grow, right? Well, the thing is, too, you know, being an entrepreneur is a very lonely path. It can be. <laughs> and a You're lot of times entrepreneurs yeah. are looking for a little bit of guidance. Sure. Support. And really, kind of, I feel ICAG encompasses that. And I also think that it's, it's elevating business owners to bring their best. I, I love that. I love what you said. That's a, that's a great way to put it, elevating people to bring their best. We would love to see ICAG grow outside of St. Louis because we believe that the culture should be something that permeates outside of St. Louis. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So I don't want somebody saying, hey, I want to, and I've had people who've, <laughs> this is kind of funny, you get a kick out of this. I've had people that have never even been to a Connect meeting uh, come up to me at a different networking uh, event. And I go to a lot of them. I don't just to go, to go to ours. Sure. I try to help people everywhere. I've had people come up to me at other events who've never even been to one of the ICAG Connect meetings. And they say, I want to start an ICAG Connect meeting. And my response to them is, great come to a meeting first and be a member for a certain period of time, and then we can have that conversation. And they're like, oh, no, I just want to start a, start a group. I want to start my own networking group. I'm like, that's not how we do what we do. I, I shared with you and I'll share with others. We don't allow people to become team leaders unless they've been a member for a minimum of two months as a regular member. Right. You and I had that conversation just yeah. because – trying to understand your structure yes. as far as your leadership. And you and Deanna are very particular about, A, who starts a group, right, and, B, who's going to be over that group because that's an extension of you and Deanna. It's an extension of the culture. Right. We're trying right. to make it not about us as much as it is about the culture, but that's a, that's a good observation as an extension of that culture. Well, I, now, I think what I, mean, being, I, what I mean by that is more or less like your, your principles of <laughs> what the hell, <laughs> what, what you guys yeah, stand just, for. Just what we've designed. You know, and, and your desire to really elevate entrepreneurs. And right. I think a lot of that just comes from you guys – Paid your dues as entrepreneurs. And still do every day. Right, right, right. <laughs> but the fact that you are trying to establish a platform right. where entrepreneurs can connect and flourish yes. is what truly sets ICAG apart. I, I appreciate that. Uh, I'm glad that you, you see that because I think that's what we strive for every single day. Now, with that being said about, you know, moving outside of St. Louis, somebody could say, well, hold on a second. How can that person start a group in Columbia, Missouri, uh, if your rule is they have to be a member for two months? Well, we have Virtual Connect where that yeah, person— Yeah, talk about that because yeah. that, that, that was something that I've never—the first time I saw that, yeah. I was like, now what the hell is this Virtual Connect? And you— uh, I think it was a, a extended networking that day or yeah, something. Yeah. And, and you're like, well, you and I are going to go off in a virtual room. We broke people off room. in private rooms. And, yeah, Zoom is a great platform for this, and we use it very well. It's a great, uh, great platform, period. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, virtual Connect happens every Monday from 4 to 5 p.m. Anybody can plug into it. 
Um, and we're going to utilize Virtual Connect to have those people who are outside of St. Louis come to a Connect meeting. Which uh, is official Connect meeting. It's official Connect meeting. Uh, come to a Connect meeting and learn the flow of the meeting, learn the, the structure of the meeting, but more than anything, see the culture of the meeting so that they understand why Connect is different than other networking groups. So we're going to use Virtual Connect as a way to find those people who are outside of St. Louis, give them time to develop in what we do, and then they can start their own in-person, physical Connect meeting in their city. So that's the way I want to introduce it to people nationwide. Just come visit Connect virtually, and you'll see, you'll learn. Which I think is brilliant. I mean, I, I think Thank it's you. a brilliant. I love it, too. It's, it's actually a lot of fun. But I, I remember when you took me off into the private virtual room and and you know you you just delved in just trying to get to know me get trying to figure out what what are your needs as a business owner what what can i do to help you but then when you get off to other in-person meetings right that's what the whole culture's morphing into this thing of people helping each other right and i mean and i'll ask you why do you want to help other people that are members of connect I know my answer. What's yours? I love elevating people. And I know what my own struggles have been in the past. And I have a lot of experience and knowledge, as you do, that I'm more than willing to share with people that are getting started, new in the business. If I can give them some nuggets to to help elevate their business or their life, I I freely do that. I, I don't do it out of expecting something back right no expectation and that's again why i love you i mean uh you and i very much share the same uh mentality the same philosophy give with no expectation because when you put expectation on things you're kind of sitting there with a scorecard right oh i gave john a referral when's he going to give me my referral which you've encountered that oh yeah i've I've had that happen with an icag you've had people come up to you and I've had people say it. Yeah. And I was like, hey, you know, let's just talk about why that, that doesn't work within our culture. Because you guys often say sell through the room, not at the room. Yeah, yeah never to the room. Right. Yeah. Because when you, when you have people that come in and they look at a room of 25, 30, 40 people, some people will walk in and they'll see dollar signs. You still, I mean, you have to have an ROI in your business. I get oh, that. Absolutely. And I'm never telling anybody, don't make money and don't, don't grow your business. Um, but when that's your only goal, it's the only thing that you want is to come in and make your pockets bigger, you kind of stick out like a sore thumb at Connect because that's not how the members act. Um, and in giving first and giving often, it doesn't just mean referrals. It means, you know, give of your time, give of that nugget that you have, give some of your knowledge. Maybe you just want to be an ear where they can vent to you. Sometimes people need that. Again, remember, we're entrepreneurs. A lot of us are on islands most of the day. And it's sometimes just to have somebody good to connect with. Um, give of advice. If you see something that somebody's doing and it's hurting them in some way, shape or form, maybe, you know, a, a friend is going to tell them, you know, in a, again, in the friendly way. Um, constructive. Constructive, right. Giving uh, can also mean going and liking somebody's Facebook group or page. Absolutely. Um, not their group. Coming uh, on their podcast. Coming on their podcast. <laughs> New height. Uh, there oh, we okay, go. Right there, right Where do right. I put my hands? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's invisible. <laughs> it, it can be, uh, you know, showing up to their event. There's so many ways that we can give to other people that don't require us to, uh, to go out of our way. Um, and they don't require the mentality to be the only thing I can give is a referral. Right. Well, you can give help. You can give help. You can give shares. You can give likes. You can give knowledge. You can give experience. You can give tons of different shout ways. outs. All shout outs, exactly. All right, Chris. So I wanted to get into something else that is very important to ICAG, which I found to be extremely unique and something I've never seen before on a weekly basis. And that's a charity called Crisis Nursery. Yeah, St. Louis Crisis Nursery. Thanks, John. So tell me how that got intertwined into ICAG and so uh, a good friend of ours Zach Tucker had an organization called Good Meets World and uh, Zach introduced us to Crisis Nursery through Good Meets World and uh, what Crisis Nursery does is they work with local families to provide um, 
immediate uh, shelter if children need that, the, you know, drop in uh, immediate emergency daycare if the parents need that. Uh, they give them supplies and food, uh, even some other additional help uh, for exactly that, families that are in crisis. And our granddaughter, who was born on the same day that we started Connect, October 2nd, uh, now nine months old, uh, just really makes Crisis Nursery really near and dear to our heart. Um, I get a little emotional when I talk about this, and I think you know that. Um, so our daughter obviously has Deanna and I close by, has sure. some other family close by to help her um, and, and with our beautiful granddaughter, Aria. But you know what breaks my heart, John, is the, the thought that there are young women and, and young families out there that don't have family and help close by and sometimes find themselves in a really rough spot. Um, and that's where Crisis Nursery can come in and help them out, make sure that they have supplies for the baby and, and food and, and clothing. And you have a very interesting story that ties right into <clears throat> exactly the power of Crisis Nursery yes. and, and, and what they do for young mothers and, yep. and people that are struggling without any type of family support system. So they received a call from a young woman who had a, an infant, um, who had been crying for hours and hours and hours, was nonstop crying. And she had tried to get some help through uh, other phone calls and really was getting nowhere. She had no family to turn to. She contacted Crisis Nursery and, and thank goodness um, they were close by and they heard the desperation in her voice because they, they got her and the baby. Um, and as they were talking to her, she shared with the, uh, the crisis nursery uh, volunteer that she was so incredibly desperate, John, because the child just would not stop screaming, that she had filled up the bathtub. <clears throat> I'm sorry, guys. Give me a second. She had filled up the bathtub, John, and she was going to drown her baby because it would not stop crying. That day, Crisis Nursery saved two lives, not just the baby, but that young woman from something that was, would have been just devastating for her forever. Um, it turned out that the baby had a double ear infection and needed a lot of medical attention. Um, but that's the kind of stuff that when you hear that, you say, I wanna make sure that there's something I'm doing to help that organization to be there for that next family. And that's why I love Crisis Nursery. I, I love what they stand for. I love what they do. Uh, it's very meaningful to us. So a portion of every one of our memberships helps us to give to Crisis Nursery every single month. Um, Which is unbelievable because that personally, that was one of the things that really attracted me to your organization was at the very end. Yep of our meeting at every one of our meetings at every meeting when you bring up the crisis nursery flyer yep and you talk about that and how a portion of membership yep dues go to support that organization and you guys do a lot of other things outside of that we do um <clears throat> you know, we're pretty active in uh, Operation Food Search. As a matter of fact, this, uh, you know, we're coming up soon, we're going over there for a night where we're packing food boxes and, and whatnot that go out to different uh, organizations, especially to help uh, families, you know, with summertime meals, because a lot of kids, the only food that they get, uh, unfortunately, is during the school year. And then when summer comes, they, they often live in a food desert or they don't have, their parents may not have all the means to be able to provide, you know, food throughout the day. So we, we uh, work with Operation Food Search to be able to do that. Uh, we're getting ready to do a back-to-school supply drive at all of our Connect meetings and even in our big ICAG group where we're going to gather as many back-to-school supplies as we possibly can and uh, get those distributed out amongst the St. Louis community for the kids that need those. Um, 
we're getting ready to take part in a, a, a drive, a diaper drive in September for Crisis Nursery. Um, that's actually, they're doing that in conjunction with KMOV TV. Um, and that's through and Aldi's? Aldi. Yeah, yeah right, Aldi where you can go that. in and you can buy them. Buy a pack of diapers, really inexpensive, two bucks, I think, and you just toss them in the bin, and, and then those are going to be distributed to families through Crisis Nursery. Um, and you can donate, like, through... Uh, Amazon, correct? Yeah, if you uh, if you go to Amazon like uh, during Prime Day or something along those lines, or just your regular shopping through Amazon, you can go through Amazon and and there's an ability to uh, to gift a portion of what you're buying to these organizations, and you get to pick the organization. One of the big things for us is not so much about just tap, you know, just uh, hey, look at us, we give to Crisis Nursery. It's to say. This is part of the culture of, of everything that, that we're about. Connect, ICAG, the, the whole giving deal. basis. Yep, the giving basis. Um, and when we put that up and we have the you know the slide deck in the in the Connect meetings, it's to raise awareness. Uh, for for the most part, a lot of these nonprofit organizations just mean, need people to be even more aware that they exist that it's a, even a resource or it is an organization you can give to or you can volunteer for. So we try as often as we can to not only give information uh, about organizations that we're a part of, but we encourage every one of our members to share about organizations that they're a part of as well because we, we can help. All of us can help in some way, shape, or form whether it's a financial donation or a, a time volunteer donation or just an awareness, you know, in of fact, sharing In fact, on your main page at ICAG, you have a day that is specific Yes, for that. Uh, so for on the big group, every Thursday we do Thankful Thursday. Um, and the idea is that people can post underneath that post about organizations that they support. So again, we just we want to raise as much awareness as we can for all these nonprofit organizations who are truly the boots on the ground helping our community. But do you kind of see how this is helping develop better entrepreneurs? I think so. When you when you think uh, as an entrepreneur and you realize that you are pretty blessed. Um, I mean, let's let's face some facts. We're in America. Um, is it a perfect country? No. But I'll tell you what, I, I'm so thankful every day that I am here because I feel like I have opportunities and I know the people around me have opportunities that they don't get to experience in other countries. Sure. So number one, as an entrepreneur, I have that blessing right here. Um, and number two, as an entrepreneur, I have the ability to, to be influential with other people. And I want other entrepreneurs to know that they're influential as well. And one of the greatest things you can do with any influence you have is try to help people who need help. So using our platform uh, to share and raise awareness will hopefully also kind of motivate those other entrepreneurs to use their platform to share and raise awareness about good causes and ways to help people. Kind of a ripple effect. Yep. You know, because again, you know, one of my favorite stories is that I think I shared this with you the first time we sat down. It's about uh, there's a, a guy walking on the beach and there's a bunch of starfish that have washed up on the beach, right? Okay. And he's walking along and he's picking them up one at a time and he's throwing them back out into the ocean. Um, he comes across another man, and the man says, what are you doing? There's, there's thousands of starfish here. You can't possibly make a difference. With that, he bends over, and he picks up another starfish, and he tosses it out into the ocean, and he looks at the man, and he says, I made a difference to that one. So every day, if we can make a difference to just one person, to, to one cause, I think we're, we're causing that ripple. We're, create, we're the pebble that's causing that ripple. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I love that, and I, uh, I attribute that to the continued growth and success of ICAG because the people that do get that yeah. want to be a part of that, and that's, that's what's helping this grow. And the people that don't, it's kind of interesting because it's got its own self-weed-out process. <laughs> so more times than not, the people that are not a good fit for that culture yeah. do not stick around. You know— Anybody can come and check us out. Oh, yeah. No, I you wasn't know? saying it was no, like I, a closed, closed group that, or anything. Yeah, I know you're not. But uh, anybody can come and check us out. Not everybody's going to feel right. Right, right. Uh, and that's okay. 
Right. You know, um, I think if people look at what we're doing and they see what we're doing, they're going to realize that uh, it is truly about that whole giving mentality, though. I want to give as much as I can. I even say it in my, you know, hey, I'm Chris Lay. I'm a serial giver. I have no problem giving. Um, and I know that the people that are in that room have no problem giving. I see it in the members. Uh, they're not only friends, uh, but they have great big hearts, great big hearts. And that is what makes ICAG pretty special, pretty unique. Yes. You know, um, even when somebody, uh, you know, on the big group, if somebody goes on and they self-promote and I have to send them a little note, I'm like, hey, you know, we don't allow self-promotion. Even the responses from them, I think in the entire time we've done it, I think we've had maybe two people go, well, if I can't self-promote, I won't be a part of this group. Um, and we're like, okay, well, then don't, we'll see ya. don't be a part of the group. But everybody else has been like, oh, okay, I get it. Thank you. Because I tell them, you know, when they can and how, how they can do it. And, and they get it. It's more impactful when they're doing it that way. Oh, absolutely. And I think that, you know, it's that structure that really makes it what ICAG is. Yep. And, and the fact that you have a structure. It's not overly rigid, but there is a, a core structure right. that adheres to the three pillars. Yep. And if it goes or deviates beyond that, you guys make adjustments to whatever needs to be done. Absolutely. Well, Chris, this has been a great getting to know your why and talking about the I, crisis nursery. And thank I'm, you, I, John. I'm really excited about the future for ICAG. Thanks for letting me do my baseball announcer voice. Oh, absolutely. Hey, everybody. No, That's I'm right. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's been a great show here on 360. And a lot of I fun. want to thank all of you for tuning in and look forward to uh, having Chris on in the future as well. All right, so. John. Thanks a lot, buddy, for, yeah. for having me thanks. on. I, thanks, I'm Chris. just going to leave now. Hey, everybody. It's Chris Lay. I'm the uh, president of ICAG, and uh, I'm John Burns' number one fan. Here's the deal. Um, John's going to ask you to come on here and share your story about your business, your why, who you are, what makes you you. And I highly encourage you to take the time to come on here and meet with my friend John. It's a great time. He's got an amazing studio all set up. And I want you to come out and share your story because I know this about John Burns. He wants to tell your story. So come on out. Have some fun. Hang out with my boy, John, and at the end of the recording, you get to pick up your microphone and just slide out of frame.